0: A very good day to you. I'm Howard Feldman, and this is the Synthesis podcast. This is a subject today very close to my heart. It's all about coaching. Joining me this morning is uh, Synthesis Director Jake Shepard, who I know is very passionate about this. in Bassarabi, who is also a uh, somebody who loves this coaching mentality and a conversation that I greatly look forward to having. Trying to understand, really, what is the value of coaching? What does it mean within a corporate environment? Is there a place for it? Can it be imposed? What do we hope to achieve by all of this? Jake Shepard, I'm going to start with you because this coaching concept certainly has been around at Synthesis for some years uh, in in
1: various forms. How did it all begin? Yes, so so Howard, it's actually a very good question. Um, It actually began with me trying to understand um, what it is that makes effective people within an organization um, and trying to actually articulate that and identify it and actually say, come to a realization that an organization is only as effective as the people in the organization so if you want to build a great company you have to build great people and let the people actually build a great company and when you realize that you realize that personal growth is not just professional growth it's not just about do you have the skills and and can you apply those skills it's also about personal growth it's it's how well do you actually um Interact with people, have conversations, and I mean, my personal growth actually started with somebody recommending to me um, many years ago, uh, Jake. You better need. I I think you need to read a book called Crucial Conversations, Um, and I didn't realize that um, in in some ways it was a very helpful criticism of where I was at that stage in my life, and um, I didn't realize how badly I needed those skills, and I needed those skills not just uh, in, in my professional life and in terms of working with people and managing people, but I actually need it also in my personal life. How do you hold those difficult conversations with, with when your emotions are running high and things are actually, there's a lot at stake and you don't necessarily agree with the person that you're having this argument with? And then how to do it in such a way that actually you use the argument or you use that situation to actually further the relationships? And when I realized how transformative was that was for myself and, and in terms of my career and in terms of my just general well-being and family life, I realized that actually the, the more people we can actually take through that journey, uh, the better off uh, we'll all be and, and, the, and the company will be. So that was really the genesis of my journey.
0: So interestingly enough, for anyone who doesn't know, your background is very, very much engineering based. Therefore, this whole field, and now we're sitting and having this conversation around coaching as though it's something that is absolutely been part of you your whole life, actually isn't a reality. This became something and a very
1: deliberate journey that you went on. Yes, yeah, so very much so. It was recognizing the fact that there was a lack. So okay. as you correctly pointed out, my entire life up until then, uh, had been fixated on working with things. Uh, mm. Programming computers. Easier to understand. Mm. yeah. And then you recognize the fact that actually it's equally as important to build people because um, people are the ones who build the systems. And unless you're building effective people, unless you're helping people to become the most effective versions of themselves, you're missing an entire, um, you, you're missing one of the most important or being able to tap into one of the most important, um, let's say, call it uh, assets that a company has, which is the potential latent in the people within the company. And to the extent that you can tap into that and you can grow that and you can bring that to the fore, that's how effective the company can be. And it's, re- it's recognizing that and the need for that.
0: And it's also interesting, but logical now that I'm hearing what you're saying, that this whole coaching approach is being implemented in a software, in a technology company, not in a HR company, in a, I don't know, something in media where you've got to connect with people or education. But actually, there's a tremendous value, even within a technology company, maybe even more so.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's, uh, I suppose, to a large extent, we didn't really, um, yes, I've got certain ideas, but because we're a technology company, and we're not necessarily totally focused around people and people growth. So you need to reach out to others and get actual external assistance, when you're going to go through a coaching journey. And that's really where Ian started coming into the picture.
0: So, Ian, that's a perfect segue to talk to you. Uh, You, you, got involved with, with Synthesis on an external basis, have been running coaching programs for the teams. Give us your background and uh, and how you got involved in this field.
2: Oh, well, Jake has set it up very nicely and he's, he's put it into a great context. And I think the, the reinforcing point that Jake makes is it starts with you. It starts with the individual. Um, and I think for me, the, the most fundamental aspect was trying to look for the solution in other people or in other aspects. And only later in my life, having spent 25 years or so in the corporate environment, I realized that the problems were actually with myself. And that's sometimes a very hard pill to swallow is because you have to become aware of yourself. And that's very much where I started going on the coaching journey. And my coaching journey really um, was an introspective one where I started looking and trying to understand myself better and the most important thing that that I learned about that is that nobody is the same not not there's not one individual in this world that is equal we're all unique and that means we all come with our strengths we all come with our weaknesses and that's that's fine but what happens is we set ourselves on such a high pedestal we put ourselves at such we set such high standards that we can't achieve them and then we always seem to fail so the whole aspect of realizing that you do have weaknesses and challenges and then understanding that you can't resolve those on your own led me to realize that there's a lot of value in helping others and there's also a lot of value in people feeling that it's okay to ask somebody to help them and that's where the the
0: whole passion around coaching came in for me right so so it's all about developing self. Is there, you know, if I think about my background, and we've all interestingly enough, we've all come to this, maybe not immediately, none of us went off in that started in that direction. But as a commodity trader for for a number of years, obviously, it was about people and understanding and developing young people, but a lot of the commodity environment really worked very hard to quell that. We didn't want people necessarily being in touch with exactly who they were. Maybe you could be in touch with who they were, because that's how you could, could manipulate and maybe get the most out of them. But, but the world has changed. And we have started to see companies taking a lot um, more str- great strides in, in developing their people. What's your observation?
2: my observation um is is very much that if there's one positive thing that has come out of this pandemic which we're all mm-hmm. living through mm-hmm. is that it's just proved that 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 things are not far out that we're living in an infinite world where things are constantly changing and we don't have control over certain things so that whole if you want to call it that that historical corporate mentality around having the ability to to control how people behave and how people operate yeah. in a working yeah. environment is pretty much gone. And it's not going to come back. And I foresee that any organization that tries to bring that mentality or that operating model back into the environment is going to be disappointed because a lot of their people are not going to come back. They're going to resist. And why are they going to resist? Because they've been exposed and they've been given the confidence that they can do it a different way they can be empowered and they can work independently and do things the way they feel comfortable to do and I think it's a challenge it's not it's mm-hmm. not an easy um, solution and that's why it's so important as Jake said earlier it's so critical now to have those conversations because if you don't start having those conversations um, there's gonna I think remote working, will be a walk in the park compared to coming back to the work environment
0: so so that's interesting because jake a a conversation that you and i have often had is that synthesis is success over this last period that that ian is 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 talking about uh, we speak about agility the the fact that people are able to adapt self-motivate things like that it doesn't just happen because you decide it. It happens because of years of laying a foundation that talks to a culture of agility, of the ability to adapt and to self motivate. Talk to us about your approach to corporate
1: culture. All right, so let me just take one step back before I just address that. Um, I think one of the hardest questions for people to ask themselves mm-hmm. is what do I want? And if you think about it, Mm. how often do we pause and say to ourselves, "Or what is it that I actually want to achieve with my life?" And when you, I I see coaching really as a forum to help people try and explore that. And then once you, once you're exploring that, is to recognize where what the company needs and what the company actually ultimately is striving for, how that can dovetail with my own personal life and what I want. So I think, so in terms of, the, in terms of corporate culture, co- corporate culture is really about creating the space for individuals to contribute, to rock up, show up, be at work, contribute their entire selves. And the way you do that is you align what the work is trying to achieve and what the business is trying to achieve with what that person is trying to achieve with their own life. And mm. that's why it becomes so important to help people understand what it is that I would like to achieve, what it is that, how am I going to get there? What are the steps needed? And coaching is so important in helping people work Mm. out for themselves. Well, if that's really what I want, what steps do I take on a daily basis? And you can imagine that coach on the sideline uh, with with their team or with their players, urging them on and encouraging them. It's not about, it's not about um, wisdom coming up from Mm. up high down to the, you know, down to people. It's basically, it's helping people tap into their aspirations and show and and helping them understand how their aspirations can be met through a work environment and how they can achieve both and when you actually get that synthesis to use the pun of a person's own personal um, aspirations together with the aspirations of what what the business is trying to achieve you automatically tap into that energy you automatically tap into the fact that people are present They've arrived. They they uh, you know the motivation it just comes from it comes from within because what they're doing in a day to day resonates with what's actually their aspirations are. And I think that's the trick is to try and actually starts with basically asking the question, what I want, and then helping mm-hmm. people believe that they can achieve what what, what they want.
0: And, well, and that, Dolly, well, that Dolly Parton, uh, that Dolly Parton saying, find out who you are and then do it on purpose. Yeah agree with that so so Ian the one of one of the your tasks has been to train coaches you're taking people essentially who have no experience uh, in in this field at all and we're asking them to help others to find out who you are who they are so that they can do it on purpose so to speak Uh, how much of a challenge is that
2: so how it's a it's an awesome challenge let me let me put it that way i know that that might sound strange but it is it's been an incredible journey and the reason why it's been an incredible journey is because taking the people within synthesis who are incredibly talented um, incredibly focused on achieving their individual work goals mm. and now having to transition them into active listeners has been Phenomenal, and and the reason why I say that is because it's also very important to understand that coaching is not consulting, and coaching is not counselling, two very two very distinct um, other other respective fields that are very important, and I think Synthesis, being a solution based company, expects their people to show up and deliver solutions, and that's what Synthesis is great at. But being a coach means that sometimes you have to take off your consulting hat and your solutions hat, and you actually need to sit and listen to what, what we, the other person yeah. is saying. And it's not easy because right. we 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 often jump into that solution mode and say, "Okay, so how would that your problem? Here's the solution. Go yeah. and fix it." Like it's obvious, with just coaching,
0: yeah,
2: absolutely. So so with coaching, what what we find is that coaching is effectively helping an individual to find their own solution very important that is find your own solution is because often what happens is if i ask i tell you to do something Howard, and you don't fully believe in that or you don't fully resonate with that you're not gonna back yourself 100 percent of it you'll always be like no that's not me and jake mentioned such an important point and that's what i I really think about when I think of myself as a coach. I think of myself as a coach as being the coachee. And we use this word coachee uh, very, um, very proudly, even though it might not sound like a, a, a very gracious term. Yeah, but but the coachee is really the person that that is going on this journey. And the coach's role is to be on the sideline and encourage that person along the journey, be their biggest supporter non-judgmental and helping them to navigate their journey and for me going back to your question Howard having to understand that we often play different roles and we have different narratives depending on the role we play is also crucial in our own self-development so the amazing thing with the coaches and this is what I found in the sessions where the coaches were so open to understanding that there was an opportunity for them to grow not necessarily. They, they will. They of course they would be helping the coaches, right, but at the same right. time they were also going on a journey of self improvement.
0: So you're saying here active listening, um, helping people find their own solution, and making sure that they go on their journey. Would you say those are, as far as you're concerned, the three fundamentals? Absolutely. I I would
2: say that that it starts off with. You know there's always this awkward moment you you have this awkward moment about how do you start a coaching conversation Mm -hmm. and uh, and we've done a couple of role plays and we've done some scenarios and the first thing that people come back and say that was really awkward we didn't know where to start Mm -hmm. and the easiest thing about this to have this conversation is ask the question so as an example say howard what do you want to discuss today and that's your Mm -hmm. that's your invitation to an active listener. And then once you understand exactly where your coachee wants to get, you can then plan, you can put in the systems, you can put in the milestones, you can put in all the necessary, I always call it like a toolbox. You, you, you have this toolbox of, of skills that you can develop, that you can hone in on in order for you to achieve and to reach your
0: goal. Jake, can I ask you, if I had to ask you for three, you can make it two, you can make it four, uh, but, uh, but just three as a guideline uh, of the most crucial uh, elements of coaching.
1: Yeah, so, so obviously, I'm going to back up yeah, on terms, in terms of listening. I think right. um, one of the hardest skills for me to learn, and my wife has, has told me this over and over, is the skill of listening. Um, actually keeping your mouth shut while somebody else is giving you the, their journey and listening to their journey, not trying to get caught up in your head, what are going to say next? Mm, mm. Put that aside and just listen to the person and actually understand where they're at and where they're trying to get to. Another, for me, um, I think that is paramount is authenticity. I think it's yeah. very, I think all of us have... Um, Our personas, you know, we bring to work a particular facade, you know, professionalism, etc. And I think that's, you know, it's a natural part of the human experience. I think within the coaching journey, authenticity is key. When you have a barrier to actually connecting with a fellow human being, it's very hard to help them through their journey. You, You actually need to get down to their deepest fears, um, aspirations, and actually help people work through that. Because oftentimes, those deepest fears are based on a story that they tell themselves. So I would say the next that leads me on to the next thing that I think is really important, is to try that listening helps us understand the stories that people are telling themselves. And so many people uh, I've met at synthesis suffer from imposter syndrome. They feel that they don't deserve to be in the position that they're in. They're not good enough. Everybody else is so f- fantastic around them. And so, so part of actually coaching is just to say to them, you know, you know they're making themselves well vulnerable. They're telling you that they don't think they're good enough. It's to actually give them a different perspective to show them the lens through, or let's say you want to hold up a mirror to the person that you're coaching and you want to show them the reflection of themselves that you see in the mirror, the potential that they have. And I I would say that's an incredibly important part of coaching as well, is to be able to see that potential in others and to be able to bring it out and help others believe in themselves to the same extent that you believe in them.
0: Yeah. I found a great quote yesterday uh, that I'll share at the end, but it does talk to exactly that. Uh, Ian, what does success look like for you in terms of this coaching program and all coaching programs?
2: Howard, success for me... And, and and it's such an important point that you mentioned because being successful as a coach is ve- being very diff- is is different to being successful in almost any other field because mm-hmm. the success you are achieving as a coach is through others is through seeing others being successful and and what i mean by that is often and it, it, it links to to Jake's point about imposter syndrome is often what will happen is you will walk away from a coaching conversation and you may not have said two words in that conversation and your coach he turns around and says thank you ian thank you howard thank you jake and you look at that person and you go why are you thanking me i didn't do anything the reality is you have you've listened you've given them your undivided or or attention you've 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 actually being there to sometimes just hold their story. Because if you hold their story, you're actually showing genuine interest. You're you're allowing them to, to trust in you. And I think trust is another thing in addition to being authentic. Is, uh, I often use the example in the coaching about saying, when you say to somebody, how are you? Be prepared to receive that response and listen, because somebody is going to tell you how they are or how they feel it. Don't just do it as a courtesy. And the same thing is with coaching, is if you're asking somebody to tell you about their deepest fears, be prepared to listen and be prepared to ask questions and respond. So success for me is not necessarily on winning a race or pushing out the best solution, achieving the biggest awards. Those successes we achieve in other parts of our lives success in coaching is seeing the other person become less vulnerable more courageous more confident and be an active contributor to the team as a whole not because the team is great but because that person feels great because
0: they feel that they're an active contributor and they're very self-aware thanks and jake in terms of the the synthesis team and this very very ambitious project that has been evolving and developing and being worked on for for some years. What does success look like to you?
1: So I mentioned earlier on that I try to come up with a model um, of of what we'd like to try and achieve with, with, let's say, try and achieve as as an aspirational goal for everybody within the company. And we came out with a concept called the uh, aligned, competent team player. And so for me... Uh, alignment speaks to the fact that people—you can imagine this picture of all these magnetic, you know, the magnetic fields. Not every, not all the magnetic fields are parallel. Some are curved. I mean, they all aligned in some way. So, uh, and I think what I like about that is not everybody's pointing in the same direction, but ultimately we're working towards a common goal. We do have this alignment that actually pulls us together, and I think that's one part of the model. The next part of the model is competence. And that is really, do you have the skills necessary? Do you have the practice necessary? And help people actually achieve those skills or you know, acquire those skills through like um, uh, subsidizing uh, skills, learning programs, and actually working with them and saying, well, here's an opportunity for you to practice this leadership skill that you've learned about on this project. And then team player, for me, it's very difficult to actually build a team without team players. And this is an insight that I got from Patrick Lencioni in his book, The Ideal Team Player, that you're really trying to bolster and work on three virtues. You you want people who who are humble, they are hungry, they they want to do more, achieve more, be more. Uh, Humble, why? Because they need to create space for other team members. They need to acknowledge the contribution of others so that other people wanna work with them. And ultimately you need smart, but the smart we're not talking here is IQ smart, we talk, we're talking EQ smart, people smart. Do you have an awareness of how you are impacting others? Uh, because if you don't, you're an accidental mess maker. You, you're not intentionally creating all these messes, but you, you're doing it anyway. So really for me, success is, is actually helping people become aligned, competent, team players. And it actually is broader than just the professional world. It's actually a personal world as well, a personal journey as well. Because I think when you become effective um, across all those areas, it spills over to every aspect of one's life. So that, that's what I would say is success for me.
0: An incredible, incredible program, an incredible initiative. Jake Shepard, Ian Basravi, thank you uh, for this conversation. The quote that I was referring to earlier comes from uh, The Boy, The Mole and The Horse by Charles Amaxi. And I I thought it was absolutely incredible because it speaks to so much of this. And it says, sometimes I think you believe in me more than I do, said the boy. You'll catch up, said the horse. But I love the simplicity of that because that speaks to really what, uh, what is trying to be achieved here. I'm Howard Feldman. This has been a synthesis of podcasts. Make sure to subscribe below so that you can be alerted every time one of our podcasts become available. Have a great day. Have a great week. Be kind and God bless.